Hey, this is Eugene Rapkin, and you're listening to the Style Zeitgeist Podcast. I think for me, the process is the most interesting part. So I always, it's like the part where I felt like I can talk about for hours, you know? So that was something that I'm all, I was always sort of like open to talk about, um, and like share, sharing the, like sharing all of that was like, it just came so naturally because I loved doing it. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. for like, for money. I wasn't, I wasn't like making a vlog to be like an influencer or things like that. It was just like purely just sharing, you know, like my process and like what I was doing and what I was seeing, what I was thinking and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the process a bit and your design language, because I mean that is the juice of the thing, right? <laughs> like that—that—that's what you—that's what you do it for, right? Like this is, and I feel like for you, this is where your real element is. Yeah. So can you know? Let's let let's talk about your design language and your process a bit. How do you see? How how have you developed it? You how how is your how do you go through the process and what does it mean to you? I mean, for me, it's it changes a lot uh, the process because um, I don't know. I'm like I'm a very physical and also an emotional designer. Like I felt like there's very little logic <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. in the things that that I do and a lot of the things come from this urgent urgent sense of like to create like to make something mm-hmm. like ideas just mm-hmm. comes it comes from like all different areas like I could be sitting here talking to you and I would look at something and this would be like a thought that would come to to me about like certain things um, or I could be like sitting on the train or walking around. I know it's like so vague, but it really does happen mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, because for me, the, the, the bottom line, it's so weird saying bottom line. It's like it's like weird when you become like a business owner and you start talking like that. <laughs> your language, your language changes. Oh, I know that story well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your language and changes. Then so, suddenly, you talk about the bottom <laughs> lines and things like that. And sometimes yeah. I have to catch myself because. It's sometimes it's 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 strange. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what are we talking about? So, so yeah, so like the, the end uh, goals for me is to make beautiful product that has you know like a function. Like they have like you have given to wear it. If you cannot wear the product, I'm not interested. Like I'm not like mm-hmm. a fantasy designer. Um, right. Uh, I I like. I like product. So for me, mm-hmm. like there's that fine line between making a product that like, again, that's, you know, something that's familiar enough that you, that doesn't alienate you, but mm-hmm. new enough that you would like, that you feel like you want to, to buy it. Or that's like, it's create desire in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's like, that's sort of like the, whatever I do, that's sort of like the main things I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have like a specific woman or things like that in my, when I designs also, there's just like, it came from different things. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's a very intuitive from the ground up kind of process. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's usually start with, I mean, start with like, um, I like to start the collection with like fabric. I think that's like what okay. I usually start with. Um, mm -hmm. And then a lot of things are based from either pre-existing clothes. You know, we do a lot of like vintage, but not in a way where you trace the vintage. Like we usually try mm -hmm. it on and then we chop it. Like we cut it mm -hmm. or we, it's like surgery. Like we open the lining, mm -hmm. we dissect it, we look at the sleeve, we look at the inside, uh, we patch things together. Um, mm -hmm. But never in sort of like a comme des garçons, kind of ray deconstructed kind of way. Because that's, because right. for me, like that process sort of like lead me to other things. It's not meant to mm -hmm. for it to look like that in in sort of ways. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not yeah. like a Margiela thing, also where you deconstruct it, but it leads you to creating things that are new and yeah. your own. Yeah. Um, uh, but it seems to be that like what comes out of it is a very actually in terms of visual language is a very clear proposition um, in terms of what you like but but it sounds what I'm trying to say is actually it's not dictatorial like oh this is how I see a woman dress but mm -hmm. more like this is how this is how garments come into being and that's how they work together and that's how a wardrobe gets built and a collection created yeah, I think I think I like to propose, like more like I like to propose garment or like a way of wearing something, or showing people a different way to like rewear something, but it's never mm -hmm. dictating that you should wear things exactly like this. So, which is why a lot of the garment that I'm interested in, you know, you can take it apart, you can wear it inside out, you can layer them, like you know, like we have this thing that we've been doing since the beginning called like a three-piece, four-piece suit that you can dissect and wear, you know, in diff all together or just like piece and bits of it in the same fabric. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I like that you get to choose like how you get dressed, I guess. Like the dialogue between like the the woman and her wardrobe and that, that, that people are not, you know, one-dimensional and that you can be mm -hmm. many things in the same day and that your clothes allow you or adapt and change with you and allow you to express different sides of you. Um, for me, that's mm -hmm. like interesting. Like I'm not, I'm not like interested in just like a singular look, a silhouette that you have, you have to sort of like, like this season we're doing long skirt or next season we're doing this. And that's like not, like that mm -hmm. doesn't interest me so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see that in the clothes, there is a, it can, it's it's a very aesthetically uh, clear proposition. And you can do that, you can do head to toe Peter Doe, but at the same time, you can take it apart and do it in completely your own way and mix mm -hmm. it with, with other things. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think, 
yeah, there there is an attraction to that way of dressing. And I also especially saw that when I saw your uh, Woolmark collection where it was like, I don't know, what did you say? Was it like 20 pieces, but it ended up with like 300 looks or something? And I thought, I did not know you could do that. <laughs> with, with... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was fascinating to see that because... It, it, it was all black. It, it was a kind of a uniform, but within the way you could put the uniform together, almost seemed nearly infinite. Yeah, I think I think like I like choices, I guess. <laughs> but the, the, the collection mm-hmm. is called Three Sixty Five. It sort of became we did the collection for Walmart, um, but now I'm doing now we're doing it for our core collections in a way, where mm-hmm. is sort of like a nod to New York where everything's in black, like how we all dress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's 22 pieces that's comprised of like a layer of knitwear uh, and then tailoring and they all make out of one fabric and one yarn. Okay. Yeah, so the yarn, they both, they all made out of the merino wool. It's like a fine mm-hmm. merino yarn and then the fabric is like a fine merino wool, like suiting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's like it's it's like sweaters, like sleeve, pants, uh, shirt, trench coat, blazer, things like that that you can mix and match. Mm-hmm. And we spent two days styling like with different combination, and I think we got to almost four hundred looks That's from the twenty-two pieces. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. When you told me the first time, I was like, wait, this is hard to compute in my head. <laughs> but then I saw, you know, I, I saw the looks and I said, oh, this is really cool. And in a way, kind of for a uniform dresser it, it, such as myself, like it's almost perfect. So it's like you don't have to think too much. Yeah. You just know you can combine these 22 pieces and just come up with a really large variety of of yeah, I think that's um, always how we <clears throat> approach designs at PD as well, is that um, because I'm like an outfit repeater, like I, I love wearing the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. because I feel like that's how I shop. I buy things I really love, and I wear it to death. I'm not. Mm-hmm. So that these collections, I would, for, to design sort of like a base that you can rely on, but it gives you the ability to like change it up. You know, so you yeah, you never yeah. feel like you're wearing the same thing. You know, a lot of right, the sweaters, right. like the the sleeve comes off and the neckline comes off, and even though it's mm-hmm. twenty two pieces, some of the pieces in that collections made out of like three, four different components. Uh, I see, I see. Yeah, so like you can like take them apart, so you can just wear mm-hmm. them all year round by just removing part of the garment and then layer mm-hmm. things on top of each other. I mean the. The moment you introduce like a white into because we have one white shirt and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like a whole new combination um, <laughs> right. which is a white shirt so every time you add a new piece it's sort of like unlock like like endless mm-hmm. possibility and combination so that's something yeah. that we we're really excited to do for we're actually doing like a like an in physical experience by the end of the year for that collection. So I'll keep you posted oh, on that cool. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Put common play with Peter's clothes. I love yeah. that. <laughs> come come uh, try it on. Spe- 
Speaking of which, I mean, you wear your own stuff all the time. Are you like, do you test drive a lot? Yeah. Uh, like, I test tie a lot of products that. Actually, a lot of the product, maybe not the dresses, <laughs> but like, right. but things like that. Um, I test tried a lot of the shoes, a lot of the bags, and we. I usually wear them for a while, and it went through like sort of the development process before we, we show them. So, mm-hmm. not yeah. with every single thing, and, but there a lot of things I do test test it myself. Yeah, yeah. No, and 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 a lot of a lot of things just work for both sexes. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking at your clothes uh, at your showroom at one time, and it was like that was very clear to me. And of course, especially from also from your Instagram, just like seeing how you wear it, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And it's like I, and you don't even advertise it, but there is this which I actually appreciate. <laughs> you know, scream it at the top of your lungs. We're we're gender neutral, but but it is but it is there, absolutely. Um and I think it's cool. There's like this element of discovery that can be made without you like pushing people to it actively. Yeah, without I guess sort of like labeling it. Um mm-hmm. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, and so then you decided to launch, to launch like a proper collection, right? And, um, when was your first collection? Uh, spring, summer 19. So we, yeah, so we showed that it was during the summer of 2018. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the world fell apart. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how did you how did you pull through um, pandemic through the pandemic? I mean, we we're still here. <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Ben. It's been it's been a it's been a difficult. I mean, the past almost three years, you know, for everybody else. But um, as a small brand, you know, like there was there was a time where. I would wake up every day with like emails of like stores cancellations and, you know, our factories mm-hmm. shutting down and, um, you know, we had to pay the teams and yeah. I mean, there's all, all the things, the supplies, supply chain issues and shipping issues and production things. And yeah, there was, there was a lot of that at the beginning. Um, it was, I don't know. I don't, I feel like, I feel like now people are talking about being more transparent about running a business because it's it's a whole nother things on top of designing collections. Because for me, I like to be involved in the design process. Like I'm not like a creative director who just like delegate tasks to people and then I walk away. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not right, right. how I, you know, if there's a day, if I just do that, I don't know if I, I don't know if this job is for me, you know? I like yeah. to design product. I like to make things. I like to have to work with people. So sometimes like the title creative directing does bug me a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's yeah, like yeah. not exactly what I'm doing all the time. Right. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it was it was it was it was just like really really hard. It was really difficult to mm-hmm. um 
to get through it. And I'm I'm glad that we in a different state, but we the company changes like three times <laughs> during those three years. Wow. Because every time we like find new solutions, something else happens. Every time we move yeah. the factories here, they close down or you know, shipping's got delayed and then, you know, our shoe factories got COVID and everything's things like that. Like every every month there's like a new challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I did not mean to jump ahead. Uh, I did want to talk about your your first collection. And if I remember correctly, like, did you take that to Paris? And uh, like, how was the reception to the first collection? Yeah, we took the collection to Paris. I mean, we, again, we were really naive and we had no confirmed appointments. I think we had Barney's. That was our, that was our only appointment <laughs> that we were confirmed. Wow. But we we okay. got that appointment because... My business partner Vincent was friend with uh, one of the buyers there. It wasn't we didn't got okay. the apartment because we were we were good. <laughs> or they know who we are. Right, right, right. Probably because you call yeah. called, right? Yeah. yeah. This is what I keep telling people how important connections are and how if this is actually not a very big industry. It's big, but it's not that big and so no. much relies on it's- personal connections. It's small. Everyone knows, like everybody, right? Um, no, yeah, we we have one confirmed appointment, which is Barney's, um, and then I think we the first class was really big. It was a hundred. It was like a hundred fifty pieces. Wow! Because at the time, you know, I there was there was my first collections that I did on my own for not for like a brand. It was like a you know it was. It was a personal collection. So I was still trying to see like where we were. Like I was sort of like doing mm-hmm. everything that I love in one collection. Cause there was like print, there was tailoring, there was evening, there was color. It was, it was a lot. I mean, even though I loved it, it was a lot of ideas and I didn't have that confidence to edit. You know, there was no mm-hmm, customer mm-hmm. yet. I didn't know who's gonna buy the collection. There was no store confirmed. There was just, there was, we didn't know anything about anything. So for me, I was sort of like trying to express myself. So this is all I can do and see mm-hmm. where it sticks, you know? Um, yeah. So that was a thinking behind the first collections where like, you know, it was really hard for me to edit. And then as time goes on, I have, you know, we have customer, I gain more confidence. I have, I'm like better at like making collections, better at like editing. Cause now this is like my, mm-hmm. my nine, 10 collection now. So, mm-hmm. and I do think it's like a skill, you know, it's a skill to able to like oh, yeah. edit down to exactly oh, yeah. what you want to say. Right. Um, because for me, that's like now for me, that's important. It's important to just mm-hmm. really saying the right things. And when you believe in something, that's the message. And then you don't mm-hmm. want like a million different ideas to crowd and to like distract you from like what you wanted to say. Um, so mm-hmm. for, so now, so every question gets smaller and smaller since because mm-hmm. I've, I'm getting better and better at, at, at editing yeah. the collection. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. It's such an important point, actually. And, and I think it's a great point to make uh, because it is a skill. And also you're editing your own work, right? Which is hard. 
because mm-hmm. you have to <laughs> say, okay, I made this and I'm proud of it, but it's just not working. I I have a similar feeling in my in my writing process where I feel like oh, this is such an amazing sentence. Why do I have to take it out? <laughs> but I have to take it out, and that's. Uh, that's what you know that's where editors come in too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i understand that you've been listening to the styles i guess podcast hosted by eugene rapkin produced by patrick leduc intro and outro music by wesley isolt of cold cave please support us on patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash styles i guess thank you for listening